Welcome to I'll Tell Ya, the wedding podcast. Join us, Jenny and Richard, as we navigate wedding trends and bridal dilemmas, including juicy gossip from behind the scenes in the wedding industry. We'll be spilling all the tea and arrival drinks on our do's and don'ts for your big day. Hi guys, how Hi are you doing? Guys. How are you? Yeah, really good, really good. I'm not good. Why? <laughs> because we've just recorded a full episode and we're about to record it again. <laughs> because Jenny's mic wasn't oh, working and we yeah. don't know why. Welcome to the world of podcasting. <laughs> I feel like I could punch someone right, right now. <laughs> Jenny's shaking and rocking, it, rocking in the corner because she's so angry. <laughs> but we're good anyway. So let's crack Surprised on. Surprised I've not cruised around the bridal shop calling every dress a cunt because I usually do that. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, I already know the answer, but what is your rose and thorn of the week? Um, so we had a supplier event party, which went swimmingly. Ooh. Yeah. What's my rose of the week? Uh, my thorn of the week, though, is the fact that <laughs> Richard <laughs> was a little prick. Didn't come. <laughs> No, he supports me every other way. I absolutely understand it. It's quite far, yes. quite far to travel to far just come something like that. It's probably washing his hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't actually have a thorn of the week, but my rose of the week is that I've just got a new tattoo. And it was by a girl whose wedding I did in summer. So all we did was spoke about her wedding all for the the appointment which was quite nice reminiscing and debriefing everything and um, so she was telling me all the gossip from the dance floor and the speeches and was all. there anything funny happened that you didn't know i don't think so no just she wore an incredible dress though yeah such a fab dress. yeah <laughs> she looked unreal yeah so it was nice nice to get a, get a little tattoo and then discuss that so this week we are discussing entertainment so this we is are the entertainment we are the entertainment yeah <laughs> you can book us for our wedding if you want you can <laughs> we can do a live Richard podcast will only turn up <laughs> <laughs> we can do a live podcast recording at your wedding um but we are discussing entertainment where to start where to look for your entertainment and where throughout the day needs entertainment yeah um it's obviously quite daunting, I would say. Any aspect of a wedding is daunting to organise, but in terms of entertainment, you've probably got a thing in your head that you don't want your guests to be bored and you don't want there to be a period of time when they're thinking, right, what's next? Yeah. Um, which, if your loved ones are nearest and dearest, they probably shouldn't, but people do, and it's kind of like, right, what are we doing now? Yeah. In terms of entertainment, I would say book as much entertainment as your budget can stretch. Yeah. Um, these can be like really inexpensive things, like even free things, like making a really good playlist for a period of time that you think you might need music, um, like a smaller acoustic set rather than something quite big. Um, but making sure that the periods of time that you are worried about are covered for your entertainment. Yeah, I think because if you have lulls in areas, then try and fill those lulls, but not to the point where you like jam pack the day. Mm-hmm. It, it's more about making it run smoothly into each other like yeah. for instance getting the day to run into the night because sometimes it can be a bit awkward when you're just at the night and you're running into the day and it's mm-hmm. been like an absolute party during the day yeah so yeah just having it to like run smoothly is a really good thing i think a really important topic to discuss is songs for weddings in terms of important songs that are needed important sections of music that you need for like a ceremony so from the top we obviously need some sort of 
introduction music kind of when guests are sitting there you might just have like something quite chilled on when they're waiting for the bride to arrive yeah um and then like i mean i had entertainment where i actually had someone playing live before i got there and mm-hmm. also when i walked down the aisle yeah which is quite nice because it's a little bit more like chill yeah but if you don't like guitars like richard here <laughs> then <laughs> maybe not um obviously the most important song well it might not be the most important song of the day but walking down the aisle you want something that's going to have like a lot of impact but also be emotional in it maybe or be like sentimental to you guys what did you walk down the aisle to jenny a million years a million dreams a million dreams by um it's actually the greatest showman but i had someone sing it live <laughs> so it was a little bit different um i don't know why i keep saying it's a million years <laughs> i keep thinking of a thousand years the song that's you what it is <laughs> the song you don't like yeah the song i don't like but yeah it's kind of you want that song to be like sentimental and also kind of like heartfelt yeah, it has quite a lot of meaning in that song and yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I like it. Not because it's from a musical because I actually despise musicals with a passion. <laughs> so, it's so. because her and her husband dance around the living room to the great show. <laughs> <laughs> and she loves it that much. She had to have it. Other songs to think about are signing the register. You'll probably need more yeah. songs at that point than you think because it does take a little bit longer. Um, and then I think a really important song, more important than your entrance song is your exit song from the ceremony. Because it obviously sets the tone for the day, I think, at that point. You want something... What's the most popular one we know of? Are you going to sing it or am I? Signed, sealed, delivered, fabulous. <laughs> if you want one. to book me, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to book an acoustic set with Jenny, feel free. <laughs> she does sign, sealed, delivered, and that's it. If you Featuring want... a cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a really important song because it kind of sets the tone for the day. It kind of gets people in that mood for the drink reception, um, which normally people would have like an acoustic set for or other bits and bobs during your drink reception kind of pairs. What's a good alternative entertainment that you've seen for a drink reception? reception. I've seen some people do like those oil paintings where they kind of like... Yeah, go on, explain it. Like, you know where they get like a... It's like Plaster of Paris almost mixed with like paint and stuff. And then they can put it on a canvas, which is like the colours of the interior of their house and stuff. So they can put it on the wall afterwards. Um, And each guest marks it. Yeah, Yeah. with like a different thing. Um, I've also seen like like magicians, the typical like type things. I've seen a really good one talking about painting where they paint the guests like couples. Yeah. It's like a little maybe like A5 piece of card. It's got a little watercolour drawing of each guest. Yeah. It's those things that kind of fill the time and people are kind of interested. They'll go over in between drinking and eating. Yeah. To kind of have a nosy. But it's something unusual that you wouldn't see at every wedding. A good acoustic set is always good at that point as well because it kind of, it's easy to talk over. A lot of the time the guests haven't spoke to each other yet Mm. because they've sat down for the ceremony and then they're now in another section of the wedding or outside or so it's the first time they're all probably seeing each other as well yeah i think like it's good not to have something too upbeat at that point because otherwise like you've got different types of people kind of mingling and getting Mm -hmm. to know each other so you don't want something too like party animal-ish yeah um before you kind of go into the meal because otherwise people still won't know each other they've just 
like, and then the emotion... being a bit orcs about <laughs> maybe dancing. <laughs> and then the emotions are going up and down all day. You've been crying at the ceremony, then you're partying, then you're eating, so you're down again, and then you're going back up for the cycle roller coaster. Yeah. Um, so building that kind of momentum is probably the best thing to do. Another important song, obviously you've exited the wedding and now you're entering as the new Mr. and Mrs. I think at that point you need like a big banger. Depends on how big your wedding is. Mine was 30 people. If I'd got a big banger and going, look at this. <laughs> All my friends and family would be like, what the actual fuck? Is she doing? <laughs> like, what is she doing? Who does she think she is? <laughs> it depends on, doesn't it? I love when people get the napkins out and they're swinging them around their I heads. love it. I love it. But I think that's like for a big wedding, isn't it? It's not yeah. really a little wedding. Yeah. Like. I know what you mean. It might be weird to leave 30 people and then enter again <laughs> after you've just spoke to them all. Yeah. And then enter and like, hello, I'm back. But a good song at that point, again, it sets the tone, doesn't it? And kind of yeah, it prepares people for the speeches and that type of thing. And, I and having what... a good master of ceremonies is a really good one. Like either designating a family member or a friend who you think would be really good at it. Yeah. Or getting someone to come and do it professionally um, is always good as well. Mm-hmm. I know. So, I think a family member is always good. Yeah, family member is always good. when they're introducing, say, the father of the bride or even you guys into the room, it's a bit more personal. They can say a bit more mm. than rather just... Sometimes the venue does it as well. Yeah. But don't expect them to do it. Mm-hmm. Ask them about it because I think there's a lot of an expectation of that the venue does it and it's actually not. It's an yeah. extra job in itself. So don't be expecting the venue to do it. So... That is a definitely a question you, you possibly need to ask because you will need one more than you actually realise. Yeah, it's almost like well, if you're having a meeting, they kind of chair the meeting. They kind of say, yeah. right, let's move on now and we'll go to the next speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of good at that. But yeah, having somebody that's a bit more personal is always nice because they know you and they know everybody there normally, Yeah, which is good. So, Jenny, we've had the speeches and we're now eating. What would you suggest for entertainment or anything at all for that point in the day? I think just a good playlist or if someone has played at the ceremony and then they're going to go into like where the food area is and stuff mm-hmm. with just doing an extra hour or something and something like really quite chill and mellow so people can actually speak to each other rather yeah. than being like can't hear anything that you're saying i think a good tip is kind of each section of your wedding when you're planning any element of it think about what the focus is on that at that point Mm. so for example when you're eating the focus isn't the music you can have obviously a singer or whatever but if you have something that's a bit more mellow people can concentrate on the food and the conversation around them rather than a singer thinking about what's the most important element of that period of time in the wedding is probably the best thing to do before you plan your entertainment for that section. I have a couple who are getting married soon and they have remembered everyone's first dances. So they've got a playlist of like really nice mellow love songs and they're going to use them for when people are eating. So hopefully like... They must have a fucking good damn memory. I know. Either that or they've sneakily asked them. Yeah. Because like I can't even remember my first dance song. (laughs) It could have been Fast Car by Chapman. Tracy Chapman. That'll make like people's ears prick up and they might think, oh, this is our song. Like hopefully every couple in the room will be, well, the married yeah. ones will be like, oh, this is for us type of thing, which is nice. Filling the room with love, Ooh. which is quite nice. Okay. But yeah, something not too abrasive. You don't want people to be eating the food in the middle of like a, like the literally a beach club. <laughs> Throwing and... fucking sausages. <laughs> yeah, getting way too drunk. <laughs> Although when it was my friend's wedding and she had an acoustic set in between the meal, 
well, during the meal, by the time we were eating our desserts, we were all standing up and... Depends on the wedding, though, doesn't Dancing it? To if that's Elton a really John big and wedding, and then you've got like singing waiters or something like that. Yeah. Then, like, obviously, it's going to be like kind of a bit of a party house, isn't it? I know the singing waiters are always good. My friend, she has been to that many weddings with the singing waiters. She now knows who they are. So she's like, if she goes to a wedding and she sees them, she's like, oh fucking hell, they've got the singing waiters. <laughs> <laughs> she's a bit shit, but it's because she's been to too many who've had them. She can recognise the faces. Oh, God. How many weddings has your friend been to? I don't know. I just think it's maybe a few that have had them. Do you know what I mean? She's maybe yeah. been to a few weddings where everyone's had them. I was going to say, it's not a, an all, always a bridesmaid, never a bride scenario, No, it's is not. It? But they are really good. The singing yeah. waiters are so good. Even if you've seen them before or you knew the eye, they are still fun. Yeah. It gets people going. Are they going <laughs> to sing like Ness and Dormer in the middle of everybody? Because oh. some of them do like a big opera I think in terms of, I obviously know that speeches aren't like entertainment. Yeah. But I would say if you're writing a speech, obviously all eyes are normally on you, which is inevitable. But yeah. kind of don't feel pressure to be the comedian of the wedding. Oh, I know. Cause I, I feel, feel like, like sometimes, some do. yeah, some people do. And like, if you are funny, it is so good. If you're yeah. not, it's like, don't feel the pressure to be because if that's not you, then it doesn't matter. Just be like heartfelt and say what you need to say. And you don't need to crack a joke every two minutes. No. because. I think sometimes rather than cracking a joke, it's better to just like reminisce to a moment that was really funny yeah. between you and that person. Yeah. And then maybe ask someone else, like a loved one, to say, well, can you listen to this and tell me if you think it's funny as well? Mm. Because sometimes you might find it funny and the person involved might find it funny, but other people might be like, yeah, all right, boring. <laughs> <laughs> a hundred pe other people at the wedding might be like, ooh. Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> well, my sister's wedding which was like 2000 and 2015, I want to say. Me and my other sister did a full song. Oh my God, I can imagine that. The best man finished the speech and then we were like, oh, can we just, we've just got a few words to say. And then the music started and it was, it was an ABBA song, but it was like <laughs> five ABBA songs all mixed together. And we changed all the words. So they were about my sister, Jenny, but she didn't have a videographer and we don't have any like really good footage of it. <gasps> but it was so good. Like, the, the lyrics were class and like now I think oh my god I should have begged her to get a videographer or like my mum should have got one or something but it was just hilarious it's the one thing I regret actually not doing is not getting a videographer anyone out there like honestly I, I truly regret it and the reason why is because I feel like there's so many special moments that me and my husband had that I just almost can't remember because there was so much adrenaline at the time that you go yeah. into this kind of blur photos are so good but with a video you can you see how people move and like mm. the mannerisms of people it's kind of like it's the story of the day isn't it yeah, like, yeah. A video like a photographer as well obviously i think that that is a prominent partner but i do think videography as well is because you get a feeling for the day and you you remember back to it and you're like oh my husband's uh, granddad sadly passed away shortly afterwards as well. And like, I wish we had a video. A video of him. Yeah, yeah I know. It's weird, isn't it? Like, you want to see that, like... It's the last family event he that was move ever at. It's when they're moving, it look, like yeah. their mannerisms and things yeah. like that. It's kind of like... A few that I know of, like Bonus Film. I also know Joe Greenfield. She's really good at them. Yeah. And then another one that's kind of up and coming that's been quite recent is Matthew... Williamson Media. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's his Instagram name? <laughs> Matthew Williamson yeah. Media. Uh, but it's called, I think it's called Matt Williamson Media. But yeah, he's really good. There's another one you know of, isn't there? 
Uh, I've worked with one called Just Michael on Instagram yeah. or Just by Michael, I think. Yeah, but yeah, there's quite a few out there, anyways. But um, they they're just a little couple. Um, but if anyone wants any more recommendations, just shoot us a message. Mm-hmm. We are done with the eating. We're done with the speeches. And now we are at a very poignant time of the entertainment, which I would call like the lull in between the daytime events and then the evening party. Um, I would always advise couples to focus on that area in terms of even if it's a really good like curated playlist that you know is going to get people a bit more lively. Yeah. Um, it's normally when you're in a venue where you have to move to set up for night. If you have to shimmy all your guests into a bar before they set up for evening and then bring them back into the main like function room, that lull there, I say, if you focus on that and you kind of put a little bit of budget into there, you can have some really good entertainment that just builds momentum to pick the party up for later on. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think that it is an area where people do get quite tired. Um, they do kind of also as well bringing that momentum from the day to the night for the nighttime guests kind of gets them g'd up a little bit more as well um so i don't know like the first hour of say when the evening guests as well are arriving maybe like a cocktail hour or something like that yeah. if you can afford to do it or just put us announce that you've put a special cocktail on and so people will flock to the bar and buy it um yeah anything. i've seen a i've seen a couple do like a, an espresso hour so obviously it's like espresso martinis it was kind of like an uh champagne tower but not yeah um, and they handed them out to people just to kind of lift the mood in that moment of kind of yeah tired eyes maybe i think that's a really good idea like i do think that's a brilliant idea in fact it's obviously um, a little bit costly but you kind of people are like oh my god they had an espresso martini tower that was so good like mm. and if you love them like me god <laughs> you'll be absolutely wired all night off them Aww. but yeah it's one of them isn't it it's kind of like you need to pick up there and build momentum for your evening entertainment yeah. At the open event that I had, there was a guy called Blind Tiger Mixology that came and he does like a mobile bar, but like cocktail bar as well. And he brought like little glass bottles with espresso martini in and he literally just shook them in the bottle um, and and then drunk them. And they were really good. Oh, nice. Really good. good. So we've obviously discussed the lull that in between period that might feel a bit weird the limbo yeah. land when you're waiting for the night guests limbo limbo when discussing the evening entertainment where would you start jenny i would start with music <laughs> i think that with regards to the evening entertainment i'd always remember as well that these uh, good bands do get booked up quickly and also cost a lot more than you probably first think. Yeah. Because if you think, for instance, as a four-piece band, there's four people to pay out there. They're usually more expensive than, say, a one-piece band. And also, they've got a lot of equipment that you don't realise. So, like, obviously, that's so costly, the upkeep of all that. So then yeah. I, when I've discussed it with couples, a lot of people have said, I just didn't realise how expensive bands were mm-hmm. like when they've inquired. But then when you actually sit down and you think about it, it's inevitable because they've obviously got more people to pay yeah exactly um, i'd probably have your band on usually do like one hour sets so like they'll do a one hour set and then they'll have a break and then after probably about half an hour 45 minutes they would have do the other hour set afterwards mm-hmm. um after that then 
you tend to have like a DJ or a really yeah. good playlist afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would definitely have some really upbeat. I think we've discussed and come to the conclusion <laughs> we both really like a, a DJ and like a saxophonist. Yeah, for me, I think, like I was saying to Jenny before and she was laughing, but I don't like guitars. So <laughs> I don't like any music that is like, rock music or more like indie music i can get away with it and like if i'm at a wedding and someone has it i do have a really good time still but for me if it was my wedding that's the only way i can describe what music i like i like most things unless it's a guitar so like my friends will quiz me and they're like do you like this song i'm like no there is a i think it's like a group of singers and djs and musicians called 615 mm. and you can kind of tailor what you want at your wedding uh, my friend had that and there was a dj a drummer and also a saxophonist i think it's how you say it and you obviously tailor what you want but you obviously create the mood that you you guys want i would always say as well to couples it is good to kind of get crowd pleasers and kind of to please the masses but get what you like if you don't like the traditional wedding band don't get one yeah. because i know people maybe think they need one and they do fill the dance floor well if that's not what you want then don't have it yeah don't because that would be me if I, I i wouldn't know where to start with my own entertainment because i'm i'm so picky i think as well like what's really hard is around like cumbria area you don't actually think that there's any like really good bands but it's the same with djs though isn't it yeah like, you it's definitely i think when you say if someone said they were having a dj at the wedding you would expect it to be like a request type of dj whereas yeah. like there's so many djs out there maybe not cumbria based but that are like they will do a proper dj set with the musicians and everything so it's more of like a party atmosphere and not like oh kind of request a song <laughs> i think as well like, it's a really good way to find different musicians and stuff mm-hmm. is maybe look at little festivals like there's a festival in Alderson called fine fest and they have tons and tons of like different like local yeah. bands from cumbria and stuff that play look at their set lists of like who's playing mm-hmm. um have a little look at that like one of my ex-brides plays all over the place with her band they're called meatwood flat and they're absolutely incredible musicians yeah my sister's getting married in ireland next year and someone recommended to her to look at the pubs in the local area look at who they've got playing within like the next couple couple of weeks and stuff and just youtube them and see if they're good and that's how she found her band i know that when we were booking a band for our wedding we were a bit like where do we look where do you start and you want to find videos of them playing don't just look at a, a list of what they play yeah listen to what they do <laughs> i know and do you know what's really amazing as well is that people that did play at my wedding the girl that was singing i actually provided her dress as well recently for her wedding oh, as well, which was really nice that's so. nice yeah. obviously a traditional wedding band they have a big long list of songs that they can play where they ask you what you want and yada 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 songs that i would avoid (laughs) (laughs) and this is just my opinion is things like sweet caroline uh, mr brightside (laughs) joe greenfield they just feel very um very wedding-y do you know what i mean they feel like very like they get they do get people up they get a particular type Mm. of person up they're very like a like my dad type of song yeah do you know what i mean you know what song my dad reminds me of my dad sex on fire yeah, because he fucking goes mental. Or if he's like really drunk at a wedding, yeah, I'm like, oh, why does the Kings of Leon get people on the dance floor? Like for me, it's like, oh, bedtime now. Cup of tea in bedtime. I don't know, just not a fan at all. Another song I don't like is I Think I Want to Marry You, Bruno Mars. It's just like, no, 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 no. I hate anything really like, 
like I like rock music myself at a wedding like I don't think that it's really the place Muse I absolutely hate as a band <laughs> the lead singer looks like David Tennant and gives me the chills um, he gives me the chills yeah it's all I think about if one of their songs is playing don't know why <laughs> I think a good tip is as well when you're asking your band to play certain songs or your DJ to play certain songs pick songs that are kind of important for I don't know groups of friends or groups of family for example if there was a song that was really poignant on the hen party make sure that's on the playlist because all all the galleos will get up and start slut dropping to it yeah <laughs> like for example when we were on the hen party the other weekend that new prada song mm-hmm. I'm a prada. <laughs> i feel like that was really popular on the weekend so for example on the bus give us way- another little rendition of that please. no thanks all right um on the bus on the way home someone played it and they were like this is the song of the hen party this is the song that's going to get people going so i'm gonna ask richard a quick fire session now right let's go acoustic or full band we'll go with full band but more like old school band when they used to do big band week on x factor <laughs> do you know what I mean like that like more swing like moving on <laughs> <laughs> yeah full band big band week on X Factor please <laughs> band or DJ uh, for me DJ with the saxophone player yeah. like we had one at the hen party and it was absolutely she just made the weekend for me absolutely fab we both love them one recommended in Cumbria Emma Howarth absolutely brilliant lovely they just like set the mood and it's like everyone's having such a good time is a good playlist as good as live music i think yeah depending on the time of day at the wedding yeah because if you're looking at it from a budget point of view a good playlist will get people going wherever obviously live music has a different feel to it it's more atmospheric you know there's something to watch as well but a playlist is yeah it's as good jukebox yay nay uh, I'm going to go with yay. I've been to a few like parties and things where they've had a jukebox. It's like a digital thing that you type in. Um, they're just connected to the Wi-Fi. You can kind of find any song you want. So they're really good because anyone can go up and choose what they want. They do have a little switch in the back though that you can skip a song if it's shit. <laughs> so like maybe the bride and groom need to remember that. So they can just skip um, the dodgy uncle's See you, request. Like, uh, no, no, yeah. no, no. Any alternative entertainment suggestions? Let me think of one. A drag queen. <laughs> I think. <laughs> like, imagine like a drag brunch, but at your wedding. So, like, they're like jumping around and cartwheels and backflips. But then everyone's just eating and having a. Well, it's I a don't know how people have got the energy to do that. I know. It's, it's a lot, but it is fab to watch. It's fucking brilliant. But imagine it at a wedding. People would be like, can you believe they had that at their wedding? It would be crazy. I can believe you would have that. Yeah. Be all right, laugh. So, this week, for our Celebrity Wedding of the Week, we are discussing Elliot Grange and Sophia Ritchie. They got married this April at Hotel du Cap Eden Rock, which is in France. The celebrity guest list included Cameron Diaz, Paris Hilton, Nicole Ritchie, Joel Madden, Benji Madden. And it, it literally took TikTok and Instagram by storm. Yeah, it was a most incredible wedding, though. I absolutely fucking loved her veil, her dress. Yeah, it just was, yeah. It, sorry, I didn't. I forgot about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> it was unreal. It was literally like 
It was like a modern, same fairy tale wedding sounds a bit naff, but it was like a modern, because of the big chateau and everything, like modern fairy tale vibe, yeah. I would say. But so, so fashionable and so classy at the same time. Oh, incredibly fashionable. Like Loved just it. absolutely unreal. Um, in a quote from the couple, it said that planning their wedding was like a full-time job, but they had a great time. And it took over a year to work with Banana Split, which is like a wedding planning company. And they, apparently they were fantastic to work with, which... I can imagine, to be honest, because it's like, they're yeah. going to do anything for you, aren't they? <laughs> Especially if you're Lionel Rich's daughter. Like, but he's, <laughs> his dad's like the owner of something like Universal or Warner Brothers or something like that. Of course. So he's probably... I wouldn't expect any less. <laughs> he's probably better off than Sophia. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But probably not as well known. <laughs> I know, I know. So Chanel created three bespoke looks for the wedding. Yeah. Um, her wedding dress had an S and E embroidered in blue underneath in the lining which is quite cute i'm gonna show i love that actually i like a little quirk like that because it's like yeah different isn't it i had uh my dog archie embroidered on my veil yeah no you told me <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of it in, in a nice way not like a full-on dog doesn't have the oh. same impact does it really no not really <laughs> <laughs> but it's cute yeah it's cute right i'm going to show jenny the looks from the from the wedding so we have the first one which is rehearsal dinner yeah i wasn't is... really down with the first look don't know why something about it i don't really like i do like it i just think it's it's quite like traditional Chanel. Do you know what I mean? Like it's got a high neck, long sleeves. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's that she looks like a Yeti on the top. <laughs> yeah, like the beadwork is like... Yeah, it's not really my vibe. It's like tassels, isn't it? That's, that's everyone's opinion, isn't it? So. Yeah. Um, and then for the wedding day, we have this piece <gasps> Absolutely beautiful. Like literally polar opposites. Most incredible dress. Most incredible veil i think like, it's like the tiny bokeh the lovely hair yeah the two-tier veil absolutely stunning we've just had a veil that's just arrived in looks like the water droplets that were on her veil it was just incredible it, it's just so nice especially the veil over the face which is becoming so popular now literally unbelievable the dress is just oh it's amazing and then for evening time she had a mini tweed like corseted dress with like the Chanel camellia in the middle. Yeah, I absolutely love that one. Honestly, one of my faves. And do you know what I loved about it? She had little flats on as well. Look. Oh, are they so like she, Vans. They're like a like a Chanel pump. She had like shoes like that on. Yeah. But then she changed into like a small like a boat shoe almost. It's like a. Yeah, they look like slip-on Vans. I know. Well, she's a bit of a rag chick. But yeah, how amazing. That dress is just... Oh, I love that. Cute, I didn't see it? that. Like, I really love it, like, slipping into a pair of flats or something. Some, like, quite cutesy flats. Yeah, like. especially if you're, like, a good... Well, mm. you don't even have to be a good dancer, but especially if you're a, a dancing girl, you need to be able to move about in as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. Elliot wore a crisp tuxedo from Tom Ford. Sophia was interviewed about her makeup and she said, the makeup for the entire weekend was simple and clean. I just wanted to feel and look timeless. I didn't want to look back at my wedding in 20 years and think, whoa, she's a glamazon. <laughs> Which is funny because I feel like she hardly looks like she's got any makeup on. Yeah, I know. Her makeup, I always think is like quite classy and understated though yeah um i think for your wedding day like as much as people say oh i want to go for the natural look yeah you want to give that natural essence but you do wear a lot more makeup so uh tiktok florist discussed the flowers and estimated that their cost was around three hundred thousand pound holy shit 
which is a bit scary. Imagine doing that job. No. Christ. You imagine doing that job. I know. <laughs> Conditioning all them flowers, getting them all ready. I think Ship- you'd be dead by the wedding, <laughs> wouldn't you? Shipping them to France. <laughs> like I'd literally be dead. But yeah, it sounds... I mean, they were unreal. A lot of it looked like it was like fake and real together, some elements. Yeah. Especially on the steps. Well, I don't bits. know, maybe you've looked that closely, but I haven't. <laughs> yeah, especially on the steps and bits and bobs and stuff like that. It kind of looks... But we discussed a bouquet, didn't we, in the other episode? And it's like, yeah. she's got that tiny bouquet of Lily of the Valley, I think it is. Yeah, she's got, really cute, actually. I really liked that bouquet. Yeah. Because you did really get to see a dress. Yeah, I know. Small bouquets uh, are in. That is us done, guys, for this week. Next week, we have our first guest, which is exciting. Yeah, cannot wait. Which is good, but we'll love you and leave you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.